minute a lad had asked me for a ticket, he'd go into the book. He could have 50, 60, 70 requests. They would look the man, he'd then kind of went through the list of who served him the most. There could be a lot of lads texting. OTV AM, live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTV Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. So the end of Ireland's June international window has finished with one win, one draw and two defeats. They sit on four points in their League B division. Uh, Scotland are in six points, Ukraine are in seven points, so Ireland are in third place, one point clear of Armenia. Last night, though, was all about Nathan Collins and delighted to welcome Damien Delaney to the show. Damien, how are you getting on? Hey, lad, how are you? A lot of uh, fluctuating opinions on how much we should be excited about Nathan Collins after last night. Where do you stand? Uh, really excited. Um, I'm really excited to 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 see him grow um, and get better in this window. Last night he was exceptional. Um, I really really like him in the middle of a back three. If we're going to persist with this, um, you know he's. Uh, I know Shane Duffy has an awful lot of of strengths and he's been the main man for us for years. And um, he probably will remain the starting middle centre back. But I think Nathan Collins holds a much higher line not afraid to go into the midfield, even though he's the middle of three. Uh, I think Shane plays a position slightly different when, when he's the deepest one. He's almost not a sweeper, it's probably too harsh a word, but he, he tends to be a little deeper than the other two. Whereas last night, Nathan Collins nearly all the time was level with the other two centre-backs. And it gave us a much better uh, starting position. Um, it helped him, obviously, the three midfielders helped as well. So maybe that's a touch unfair on Shane Duffy because when we only play with two midfielders in there, the opposition midfielder players at times, so maybe Shane does have to drop off and give himself a few yards. But I suppose when there was three in there and there was more pressure on the Ukrainian midfield players, Nathan Collins was able to hold a high line. So um, maybe that point isn't as, as valid, but I, I still liked the way he played. What's your gut feeling? And maybe like in terms of what you're actually seeing in terms of analysis as well of where Collins' ceiling will actually be. Oh, oh, that's up to him. I think he's got every attribute to um, to go as far as he wants. He's got pace, he's got power, he loves to tackle, can head it. I think he's got pretty much everything. We saw last night with his goal, how, um, how good he is on the ball. Remarkably uh, technical player. Um, so he's still so young as well. And he obviously has leadership qualities. Um, and he's finding his feet nicely at, at club level. Um, be interested to see how he, how the summer goes for him. Maybe he can get that move. Um, I'm not sure. Now a company coming in at Burnley, what their financial situation is. Maybe they have to offload him, which could be a good thing for him because I think there'll be a host of of Premier League teams, top half Premier League teams, looking to take him on board. Yeah, just on that, Damien, like that performance last night. It's hard to marry that performance with the lad who's going to play for the, for a year in the Championship particularly with the, the trajectory of him getting more game time. Um, as a centre-back, like, what would you advise him in terms of if he said to you, like, OK, I'm, I'm going to get a good Premier League offer here, or I can play at a, you know, a championship team that is far from guaranteed to actually get promoted as well? Um, obviously, he, he, he wants to play and he has to play at the highest level possible. Now, the situation at Burnley, depending on how it unfolds, I think Burnley would have to sell him if, if the rumours or the, the reports about their financial situation and, and being plunged into such extreme debt uh, pretty much overnight um, are true, then I'm pretty sure that they will look to offload any asset that they have and needs most certainly an asset. His performance last night will have caught the eye around Europe against a pretty good uh, uh, Ukrainian team. So 
I think he'll go. Um, but if he doesn't and Burnley do manage to, to, to find some cash or stave off the, the, the loan repayments, whatever their situation is, and he stays, then he just has to do the best he can in the championship. And he is a top player and he's young enough that he will have that hunger to, to, to churn out 46 games. He's been in the championship with Stoke before, so he knows what it takes. But I think that him and his, his advisors, his agent um, and his family will certainly be looking to get that move, especially if there's, you know, mid to upper level um, teams, maybe such as the Wolves or someone like that might be very interested in him. Perhaps there'll be teams higher that look at developing him. But at, at this stage, you know, he's played so many games, he just needs to continue playing. He, he was, he, he was, it was, if it were 14 million or whatever it was, like you do, you do wonder what he's worth now. But did, I don't know if you saw his interview after the game, Dave. I thought it was just so refreshing. Like He was just like a lad who was happy with life. He said he was tired after four games, didn't really m- make much of the goal, as if he couldn't really remember it. But what, what really shone for me was he just said, I just enjoy playing football. I enjoy playing football. And that was like exactly what he did. We all did that at that age, to be honest with you. That was the interview of a man unscarred by life and football. <laughs> but, but I think, but I think, but I think you'll get there. Don't worry. <laughs> you, you grow cynical like myself one day. <laughs> Um, like that point that you made earlier on, Damien, about him having the capability to do, capability to do these sorts of things because he's playing in a back three is is kind of on point. And I think that that's like the, the goal, for example, as we were discussing earlier on. It's it's hard to see somebody playing in a in, as one of two centre backs actually making that burst forward and, and having that capability to actually make that stamp on on the attack and the team. So when you're looking at this going forward, obviously Nathan Collins is an absolute banker to start as long as he's fit and as long as he's in, uh, like playing football. So how do you see the rest of, of that defence being structured around him if you had to guess for the September window? And we can make the assumption here, Damien, that everybody's fit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> look, I think, you know, um, when you saw him step in like that, I think that comes uh, for the goal. That comes, you know, as a, a byproduct of us having three players in, in midfield that the, the back three can hold a high line. I mean, it is hard to envisage Shane Duffy uh, stepping in that far, um, although Shane can go tight, don't get me wrong. But um, I would like to see Nathan Collins continue in the middle of back three if that's the, the system that we're going to persist with, with three centre-backs. Um, obviously, we're flush with, with right-backs and centre-backs, so I think Nathan Collins will almost certainly be in the team. Um, I think the manager obviously likes uh, Shane Duffy for his leadership skills and what he brings to the team, so I think Shane will probably remain in the middle of a back three. I think Nathan Collins will, will, will play on the right side. Um, and then left side will probably be John Egan, um, even though we have the likes of Darrow Shea and Omar Ramadaly and who's the other one I'm missing? Uh, Lenehan as well, who, who done reasonably well last well, night. Yeah. yeah, so look, I think the back three will, will, will be that. Uh, but I think moving forward for Ireland, I think Nathan Collins, being the young age that he is, um, I think could play in anything. And what I really like about him is I think he can play in a back two as well if we do revert to a back four um, because he has that mobility and he has that um, that pace, I suppose, to um, to play in a back two. But look, the guy looks like he's capable of playing right back or probably playing number six as well. He looks that talented. Um, so if you did need him to do a stint as a defensive midfielder, I'm pretty sure he could do that too. Is it, is it the populist thing now, though, to say, like... Omar were he to continue his progress, Darrow O'Shea um, and like... And obviously Collins, who has to start, and you're talking that Collins really should be playing the centre. Like, if we play Duffy, and I'm not sure Egan necessarily is good enough now to start if these players continue their trajectory. But the Duffy situation, we saw this Saturday demo. Like, if if you have a player who's consistently prone to giving the ball away in such bad areas, like it's it's surely a problem for us when you're when when every team knows that they just like put traps out for Duffy and they will expose us. 
Yeah, that's, uh, look, that's, that's a fair enough point. But I still think Shane has been pretty impeccable in an Irish jersey, um, you know, over the years. He's, he's given great service. He's still such a big character. Um, but I think his club situation uh, will obviously need to iron itself out mm. as well. Um, because if, 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 if Nathan Collins is playing regularly, even in a championship, a, a, a Burnley team that's at the top end of the league and he's playing well, John Egan will be playing at Sheffield United. Um, and obviously, I think Darryl O'Shea at West Brom and, and, and Darryl Lenhin looks like he's um, sealed a big move to, um, to, to Middlesbrough, who they'll definitely be competing as well. And if Shane is, is in and out of the Brighton team or he doesn't manage to get himself a move, then it could be awkward for Shane. But look, I think Shane and his experience will, will be such a big player for Ireland moving forward, both on and off the pitch. Um, but these are nice decisions. I know that you're going to say that like they're difficult decisions, but believe me, managers pray for for, for issues like this. Um, obviously, he's the one that has to, to make the decision and get it right, and he's the one that has informed certain players that they won't be playing because we've got five, six players that are capable of starting at centre-back. The goal Ireland conceded last night came from Ukraine getting in down the left-hand side of, of Ireland's defence in behind McLean and then obviously there were a number of chances down the right-hand side of Ireland's defence so when you bring into account the question around Ireland's wing-backs at the moment and Ireland's system how much do those moments last night give you cause for concern? Um, yeah, I think I think the goal last night just after half-time was just a result of getting caught, getting caught cold um, you know, I think it was Colin tried to just read a ball slightly in front of Zinchenko and he spun off the back of him and then it went into the, the big centre-forward chest layoff. I, I, I wouldn't expect James McLean to be back level there. You know, he's not playing left-back, he's playing left-wing-back. You know, that's why you play three centre-backs because otherwise you end up with a flat-back five and it becomes very, very difficult. So I don't think there's any manager, especially when you're, you know, you're, um, you're ahead in the game and, 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 and you're, you're doing reasonably well, would expect James McLean to be part of a flat-back five there really and be alongside Darrow O'Shea. That's the, the, the point of playing three centre-backs is you can release the wing-backs to be a threat on the opposite side. Um, so look, we just got caught a little bit cold. Um, I wouldn't read too much into it, um, but I do think there are flaws in in, in the system um, overall. When you look at the the Armenia game and the um, the, the Ukraine game at home, um, and he's going to have to earn it out because even though we reverted last night to a you know I mean we pressed it well at times, but also we had to drop back into a into a flat back five when they had good possession. Um, and it was it became five three two. I'm not sure that system is is conducive to playing good football or to be able to retain the ball reasonably well because your wing backs are going to get pinned in at times when the opposition have a lot of the ball. So it's something he's going to have to look at um, because, as I said, the first the first two games did not go well. Uh, like, am I sensing here that you you think that a, a back four is is very much alive? Prospect? Ah, uh, that's just my personal preference. Yeah. You know, um, I, if if I was coaching, you know. Uh, flat back four with, with, with two number sixes we have Colin and, and Malumbi and then you can get a, a 10 in the pitch and you can even invert your wingers that's my own personal preference um, I just think that we're caught really in, a, in an awkward place and he's jumped from from 3-4-3 three, three to, to, to kind of a 3-4-2-1 a and now we're playing 5-3-2 so I think he's still trying to figure out um, what, what, what's best I really liked his, his version of the system when, when you know the opposite wide player tucked in on the number 6 to help out the midfield players I thought that was quite nice and I wouldn't be you know too, too dis- disappointed if that was the system but he needs to start settling now on on, on on the system because he's been in the job, I think, 26 games. I think I'm right in saying that last night was his 26th game. So we're getting a, a, a full picture now of Stephen Kenny's Ireland. You know, we had obviously a lot of issues with COVID and, and the changing of the style. But I think it's time now to, to, to start looking at the whole picture and, and where we're at and where we're going. 
Um, he's had long enough to implement his his his, his so-called change, um, and he's had long enough now where all his players have been available to, available to him uh, post COVID. So I think we are getting to the stage though where we can't start judging him um, very fairly. Um, I, I think he, he has had a, a, a generous amount of time uh, without too much criticism. Um, uh, coming his way, but when you look at results like Armenia and and Ukraine at home, um, you know I was on the fence coming in before this this um, this this group of fixtures. So things need to change really, and we need to start beating the likes of Armenia. And we need to start getting a settled system as well, um, not kind of jumping from one to the other. Do you not? Do you not think though? Like I th- I think you know Hogan was we basically like ten players in Hogan last night, and if you play yeah. Obafemi up top with Parrot last night. Parrot for me, like I thought he, I thought he just looked very good at times and he's he's had a good window, um, particularly as the games go on. But if if Obafemi's up there Ukraine to me looked jittery at the back, I think we win that game. Yeah, okay, but then where's this change in style there then, mm. Johnny, if we're just going to sit back in, defend on the edge of a box and just lump it up? I'm not saying that, though. I'm not, I'm not saying that, because okay. they, they dovetail very well in general play uh, at times, obviously, the goal on Saturday. I, I think we've more to our game than that. I think like that you have the option then of going long, but we, we can pass the ball quite well, and we did finish the game very well, but we were carrying a player for 60 minutes. Um, yeah, like I said, these are questions that the manager needs to start nailing down now. Um, I, I feel that like last night was it was a touch defensive. I mean, we didn't reasonably well in the first half. It was fifty-fifty. Um, probably deserved just about to go in ahead, but I think they had a pretty good second half. They dominated the ball um, and, and and were probing, and then obviously we finished the game reasonably strong. So I think a draw was probably a fair result last night um, out there. You know, the pitch looked very lively as well. I could see the ball just bouncing. It looked really, really hard. So maybe that was a, was a, a factor of, of of that need to be taken into account as well. But um, yeah, I take a point, John. It's not. It's not I think for, very briefly, on there, there are no easy answers. To this. And Damo's point: we need to settle on a on a system. We need to settle on what team it is. But I can't, for any with any confidence, give you my best Irish eleven at all. And probably two or three lines of that, I'm not even sure of. Can, can, I, can I actually just ask, like, just on on, on the system? Like, it's obviously like a, a slight disagreement here on on that. Like, uh, Damien, you're saying that actually because it's a back three, it, it turns into a back five, and that yeah. is something that's not going to be progressive enough for Ireland. Is is, is that your point in a nutshell? <clears throat> yeah, because I think when like we, we, he played this in the game, I remember talking about this. Like when you play with with, with three five two, right? I, I always believe three five two is a possession based system, right? So you need to retain the ball and your wing backs then have time to get up the pitch and become wingers, right? That means your three in midfield have to dominate the ball. That's the the, the essential um, kind of bones of that system. If you don't dominate the ball. Right then, their wide players are just going to run run forward, and your wing backs will go back, and it becomes a flat back five. Then, then you have three in midfield, which gives up the wings because their full backs become quite prominent. And you saw that in the game last night that they had a lot of joy. And all of a sudden, they start dominating the ball, and when they start dominating the ball, and you're caught in a back five, it can be very very hard to get out. And the only out ball is what Johnny's talking about. There is a big lump, or not big lump, but a long ball up, and we had a lot of joy off that in the first half. I was counting in the studio. There was. There must have been a dozen long balls where there was a flick on from Parrott or Hogan, and they, they did link up quite well, but it was very, very back to front. Um, so, again, I think he only went to that because he wanted to keep a back three in place, but he realised that two in midfield doesn't work, so he had to get a third midfield player in. So it just seems like the, the system built itself, if you understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying, where I want to keep three centre backs, I need three in midfield. Well, that's 3 5 2. Let's play 3 5 2 as opposed to any real thought went into it. Um, well, that's a, maybe that's unfair. Not any real thought went into it, but it, it just didn't. Um, it, it looked like it was just kind of 
thrown in at the last minute. And I'm not a big fan of three five two. Um, I'm a traditional like three uh, flat back four really, where your wing, where your fullbacks can join in and you know one or two defensive midfield players. So look, I, I think there's you know that's what Stephen played his whole career at Dundalk was that system. So this is a new system that Stephen's been playing, and he talked before the game about being able to be a, a, a adaptive and and drop in and out of systems. But um, like I said, there's still an awful lot of questions to be answered. That's really interesting. Just one last uh, word on on England, actually, before we let you go, Damien. I, I actually caught none of this last night, but was kind of following the hysteria on Twitter, the fact that the players got booed at the end. What what happened last night? <laughs> um, look, I mean, Hungary are a very, very slick outfit now. Um, that manager, Marco Rossi, is, has really made them an, an incredibly difficult team to get at. They defended numbers. And then they are one of the most efficient teams on the break that you're likely to see. I mean, they must have had five breakaways and scored four goals. They, they were that good on the break. And the captain, uh, Zaloy, at the top of the pitch is a good focal point for them. And then they've got some serious legs in England. You know, Gareth Southgate's interview afterwards kind of taken the blame for it. And, and he kind of said that he picked the wrong team and that, you know, he picked players that weren't ready. And you're kind of going, these are players that are playing every week in the Premier League. And that seemed like a bit of a cop-out to me that, you know, even England with two or three changes, because you look through the team, he wasn't playing under 18 internationals or under 21 internationals. These were guys who were playing week in, week out in the Premier League. Seasoned players, even Conor Gallagher, probably the most inexperienced of a lot, had a, a very good full season uh, at Crystal Palace. But, you know, the likes of Kai Walker, John Stones, Calvin Phillips, Harry Kane, there was enough experience in that in that team to, to, to beat the likes of Hungary and enough um, uh, talent. But I think that, you know, he, he, he's, he tried to move away from his ultra-cautious, ultra-defensive, you know, seven defenders, three attackers, let's make a goal and, and then see if we can win at 1-0. That was kind of his MO in the, in the Euros. He went away from that and he played with Calvin Phillips and I think it was um, Conor Gallagher and Jude Bellingham and England looked very, very open. So I think last night is kind of confirmation to Gareth Southgate that he's not going to move away from that ultra-conservative style. In fact, he's probably going to go right back to it and rely on his three attacking players, you know, to, you know, you go back to Rice and Phillips, you know, flat back five and, and rely on the, the, the skilled players at the top end of the pitch to nick a goal. Could be Ireland against England in League B, of course, in the Nations League next time. Uh, 4-0 was the result last night, by the way. So two draws, two defeats for England. They're bottom of League A, Group 3. Uh, Damien Delaney, great stuff. Thanks a million. Thanks, Alex. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.